welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educational leader in Oregon and also an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. Rachel, I've been practicing the NAESP because people that listen to the podcast for a long time know that I say it fast, I say it slow. I'm trying to just say it. So hopefully that NAESP is getting better on my end. I was actually just thinking that same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's not as clunky and it's accurate. So, <laughs> so hey, we're both really super excited to bring you all this episode of the NAESP Principal Podcast. So we could talk about some real ideas with amazing principles to help make your leadership stronger and more innovative. And you're in for a treat today. Yeah, we don't have a guest. The podcast is just Rachel and myself. And we've done this at least twice before, Rachel. I don't know exactly where we've talked about about books and um, we're going to talk about books that books that we've read you know it's the end of the 2022 and books that we've read that we like that we recommend and then uh, just some different things that we pulled from them and my first book all of my books are non-education related but I feel that you can take uh, ideas and concepts from them into your life or into the work that you do as a principal and the first one that I want to recommend is called Living with the Monks it's by Jesse Itzler who also wrote Living with a Seal who is um, his wife started Spanx um, which she just sold a big part of it for for a few billion dollars and the subtitle is What Turning Off My Phone Talk me about happiness, gratitude, and focus. And then there's a warning on the front cover. It says warning, explicit wisdom. And what Jesse does is he goes and he lives with monks for a week. So to come back a little bit, his previous book was absolutely hilarious and game-changing for me. It was called Living with a Seal. Well, he actually had um, David Goggins. People didn't know it was David Goggins at the time. Live with him for a whole month. And David just followed Jesse around in his life and just try to make him a better human being. Absolutely hilarious. If you haven't read Living with a Seal, I'd recommend it. But Living with the Monks, so he goes to this monastery in upstate New York and he just wants to live with them. It turns out this is the New Skeet Monastery. He didn't know this when he was going there and they actually raise German shepherds and they actually have the number one book um, how to raise a good puppy and it's written by them and just no phone focusing quiet and just really kind of getting inside of your brain this book started out a little slow for me but give it some time everybody give it a few chapters because it's not as like bam 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 exciting as living with a seal but I I was expecting that but as I got into it, my brain had to shift into, okay, this is a different type of book. He's trying to take people in a different direction, which really, really helped me. I am not a highlighter of books, but I highlighted and posted noted so many passages in this book, Living with the Monks by Jesse Itzler. That's my first book. Rachel, what do you have for the listeners? Ooh, so this is, I don't know if you would call it fiction or historical fiction, but I sure enjoyed it, regardless of what you categorize it as. It is called The Winemaker's Wife, and it's by Kristen Harmel, H-A-R-M-E-L. And I, I devoured this book. It was fantastic. Even if you don't like wine, highly recommend picking it up. It's centered around World War II. 
and um, Champagne and which is, you know, an area in France. And it talks about the implications and the role that World War II played on the vineyards and on wine and how they took it and they hid it and just the way that it was confiscated and then how that rolled out following the war. And then it also parallels, which is fascinating, real time. So 2019. And so it kind of plays out with two different timeframes. Fascinating. And this actually, I had no clue that the two were connected or that this stuff even existed, right? Like, I mean, you know, World War II impacted so many different facets of life, but I did never give thought to the wine industry or champagne. So this led me down a rabbit hole of all these other books, because at the very back, it's, uh, it has like a great list of different references of different books that they use to help craft it. And so I ended up buying probably like, oh, geez, remember I'm on a book budget. So it's 150, <laughs> 150 worth of like wine books, which then, you know, tracked me down to The Lost Vintage by Anne uh, Ma, M-A-H, and then like three or four other books. And so I've been slightly obsessed with the whole wine and champagne industry in France. And I think that I'm completely jonesing and on track for a trip over to Europe to just see these places in real life and experience it. Um, because you live in California, but did you know that champagne is only legit champagne if it is mm -hmm. made in champagne in like that whole region in France? Like, so that amazing stuff that you have in California or the little bubbly that you have at Costco that you get that's in the blue bottle or whatever color, it's actually sparkling wine or other fancy different words for it that I can't think of right now. So anyway, I loved The Winemaker's Wife. It was fantastic. I did all that. I read that book in two days. I, I devoured it. Oh. I devoured it too. Really, really good. Okay. All right. My next book, not education, more like business related, but really, really good for kind of thinking about ideas. It's by Josh Linkner. It's called Big Little Breakthroughs, How Small Everyday Innovations Drive Oversized Results. So Josh is a keynote speaker, but he's started and sold like five different businesses and he does like corporate speaking. He's also a jazz musician. He has a speaking camp actually really amazing human being and he just talks about how you can have these little breakthroughs these big breakthroughs with these with these little things and uh talking about innovation and, and creativity and I, I know a lot of the books that we talked about before on this podcast aren't specifically education related and i think that's actually really good because it gets you out of the fishbowl of just thinking and talking to educators so you actually bring in some different perspectives josh has been all over the world like i said started companies sold companies innovation and uh just a really really great book josh linkner big little breakthroughs uh, a really easy book to get through but really moments of deepness that are really going to push your thinking and your creativity which um i really enjoy so that is my second recommendation rachel what do you got for your next one Sweet. that was a great one uh and one i haven't read so i'm gonna add that to my list the next one i have is upstream by dan heath um this might be a familiar name to you because he's written a lot of different stuff in conjunction with some other authors this is a book that we picked up as a district for our administrative team and we're doing a book study on it it's perfect for this time of year it's actually perfect for this year or even last year he was actually slated to keynote the naesp uh, national conference i want to say probably in 2020 when they canceled it and so he sent his book out kind of near and far to all the different attendees um, and he showed up later but it's fantastic to really help reshift your mind frame and your mindset about triaging things that are in your life or even the workplace. And so he uses a lot of examples about um, 
like the customer call line, you know, and that we're answering a million calls and we're super stoked that we're answering and responding to a million calls instead of really looking and diving into why are we even getting a million calls and are there ways that we can get ahead of it so we're not receiving a million to then free up time and space. Uh, the really easy analogy he uses at the beginning is that, you know, you're sitting at a river and you're seeing kids come down in life jackets and you're really focused on triaging the problem and pulling all the kids out of the river. Instead, why don't you just go upstream to figure out why, in fact, are the kids even in the water in the first place to help triage that? And I think that that's just super fitting as we um, really work to kind of get our arms and ideas and minds around what education looks like right now and what we're observing in the classroom and in our buildings and across our state and, and our nation, in fact, how can we be proactive and be real responsive instead of just going into crisis mode and 911 phone calls all the time. So what is the name of that book again? Rachel, say it again. Upstream. Upstream. I love, I haven't, I know Dan Heath. Um, I, like you said, I think a lot of people will, will be familiar with that name. Um, as you're saying, you know, I've been telling my wife, it's like, why is that thing happening? And I have a term that I say, like, pull the string. Like, like if you pull the string on something and kind of look back a little bit, and I love that because so often we just try to solve the problem rather than like going back to see what the origin of it is. Exactly. Right. You know, exactly. and it's a really good uh, it's a really good kind of a, kind of like approach, I guess I would say, to like to like take with that. So. Completely. And then good. couple that with that. Why? And then how can you triage the why further up instead mm -hmm. of instead of waiting? Yeah. 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 All right. This next one, I use the word devour. So I'm going to use the word devour too. Uh, David Grohl, the storyteller, he is the, uh, he was in Nirvana and then, uh, obviously, um, Nirvana, um, was no longer. And then he started Foo Fighters. So David Grohl, the tales of life and music and oh my, what, a book and i'll be honest like i'm not like a huge foo fighter fan i don't even know if i heard a song and they said it was foo fighters and i would say oh yeah i know that song but i don't know i couldn't like name foo fighter songs oh my gosh what a story about his life about growing up about taking chances about living on like nothing and the most pivotal moment from this book is he um he was in a band and uh he played the guitar and he did this in high school and he tried out for a local band i think he was like 15 or 16. he tried out for a band that actually kind of toured the country and he lied about his age i think and they said yeah we want you to join the band so he tells his mom his parents were divorced he tells his mom mom i'm dropping out of high school and I'm going to go join this band and tour. And what is the reaction that most parents would say? No, you're not. You're staying in school. No way. I'm taking your guitar away. His mom said, Dave, I sure hope you're I sure hope this works out and I hope that you're good. Something long. I mean, what faith to put in. <laughs> and look, he turned out to I be, you know, it. you know, Nirvana and Foo Fighters and he's done so many other countless things. Um, I have not I don't listen to audiobooks. I only read books, but somebody said that he actually did the audiobook for this book. So if you'd rather listen to the words than read them, 
Um, that is available, but The Storyteller by David Grohl. He was in Nirvana and then um, now Foo Fighters. And I'm sure everybody listening has heard at least of one of those bands because they're both uh, really, really famous. Again, not in the education space, but I feel like that's so important, Rachel, to not just singularly focus on education because it really gets you a better um, a better perspective. So any other recommendations mm-hmm. on your end? What do you got? Yeah. Um, well, when you were talking at me, me think of Matthew McConaughey's green light book, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I mean, one Matthew McConaughey, he's hot, man. Uh, <laughs> he's a hottie. Um, but his book was fascinating. It made me reflect on a lot of different things. It made me chuckle out loud. So if you haven't picked that up, that's fantastic. Um, but this is a technical piece and it's probably a blind spot or an area that you might need to develop a little bit in your own practice. It is a principal's guide to special education. It's going to be the one education book that we recommend. Um, It's by David Bateman and uh, Fred Bateman. And it has a lot of technical pieces in there that I think even if you know special ed, it's nice to skim or at least have on your desk for reference. It's the number one place that we get sued. It's also probably the number one area that principals don't have enough professional development on or support. And sometimes as a previous special ed director, it kind of feels like you're doing cleanup a lot. And so to really kind of get ahead of the curve and be quote upstream, as Dan Heath would say, it's always prudent to kind of read up and have an idea, especially, I don't know about uh, the states that some of our listeners are in, but I know within Oregon, uh, folks have become pretty uh, litigious around the implications of how COVID really impacted special education students. And I completely understand that. Um, But we just need to make sure we're doing our job supporting all students. So always a good area, principal's guide to special ed. So you might want to pick that up if that might be an area of weakness or if you rely on somebody else to really do it and you trust them like, hey, my AP does it and they're super awesome. Or my counselor is the district rep and they always do fantastic. Or if you just smile and nod, please don't take other people's words for something being really good in special ed. Like know yourself. <laughs> don't so just out. smile and nod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just say it. Not, not your best move. <laughs> oh, so that's what I gosh. have. <laughs> yeah. So we got six, I think seven, because after the winemaker's wife, you added in another book. Mm, um, lost there. Vintage. Which is good. You know, uh, Rachel, we're coming up on the two year anniversary of the podcast. Our first episode dropped on January 26th, 2021. We talked about the job hunt with Zandra Joe Galvan, um, superintendent in California. And this episode is going to be, you know, 49 or 50. We're we're coming up on 50 episodes, which is awesome. And I just want to say to everybody out there. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for starting to listen to the podcast. It is not just Rachel and myself anymore. We've uh, added different um, voices to the podcast. Um, Dr. Earl Franks, Jessica Gomez, Andrea Thompson, Jessica Cabean. We have Rachel... um, Ryan Daniel, Eduardo Castro, and I'm sure I'm missing some, and there'll probably be some other voices uh, joining the podcast soon. So it's uh, it's been good to add people um, to the podcast, and uh, I just wanted to say it's a cool milestone, two years, cool. uh, which is pretty awesome. We just kind of started it in January. We're like, let's start the podcast, and you never know where things are going to end up, but you got to get started. You have to get started because there are people that have been talking about doing something for two years and they still haven't started it. And uh, this podcast has evolved. And when you start something, it evolves. So just a reminder, if you're listening, listening to this in 2022 or early 2023 to just get started, it is going to evolve as you go. Anything else, Rachel, to close us out? No, I feel like that's like a mic drop and I really don't want to mess with that. (laughs) 
Everybody listening in, hope you had a great holiday, whatever you celebrate, and uh, hopefully 2023 is absolutely amazing for you and the people that you work with in your life. On behalf of Rachel and myself, make sure you are going to the NAESP conference next summer in July in National Harbor, Maryland, naesp.org conference. Sign up, and uh, it's going to be a great time. Have an amazing day, everybody, and thanks for listening. Bye.